Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. Today we will be discussing season four, episode thirteen, the season finale, titled "The End, Part Three: The Conclusion of This Incredible Three-Part Finale Arc." I can't contain my excitement for finishing this masterpiece. So let's just get right into it. Uh, this episode, of course. Picks up right where the last one left off. Uh, the the other Titans, Cyborg, Beast Boy, Starfire, they're still all fighting their doppelgangers. Uh, Slade went off to reclaim his flesh and blood. And Robin has managed to find that last little piece of Raven that remains. As a kid, who doesn't remember anything? Halfway success? Question mark? And we'll start with that Kid Raven storyline first, because, oh my god, it's so good. It's so utterly fantastic. Uh, And I have to, first and foremost, praise Tara Strong. Uh, She voices the kid version of Raven as well as the older Raven. And she does an amazing job of differentiating her performances throughout this episode from Kid Raven to Mushy Middle to full-blown normal-ass Raven. Uh, She does a good job of changing her pitch. Like, she starts off and she's like, very high pitch, normal child type uh, voice, that's a bad impression, but you get what I mean, and it sort of goes like that over the course of she can't remember anything, she can't remember anything, she can't remember anything, and then when she starts to remember, her voice sort of lowers, uh, she sort of goes to a lower pitch, not full Raven, but bits of the old Raven are seeping in, and you can hear this change, like, in intuition, like, in intonation, Immediately, like right off the bat, you can hear it. It's so well done. It's such an inspired choice on Tara Strong's part. Uh, So I have to praise her for that. She did a great job differentiating her inflections with the various states of Raven. I also just love, I love watching Robin, like, essentially be big brother to Kid Raven. 
It's wonderful. It's like the most wholesome thing ever. It's so good. Uh, he, he goes up to Raven and is like, I'm here to help you. Don't be scared. I'm here to help you. Uh, we get this nice chase where Kid Raven, because she doesn't remember who Robin is, is scared, doesn't know what to do, and she just runs away. We get this really wonderful chase. Uh, eventually, Robin's able to convince her, I'm here to help you. I'm your friend. And then uh, they just go on a little walk up to the surface and I love this moment. I especially love this moment where Robin has little Raven on his back, climbing up the wall, telling her the story of her. It's beautiful. It's an amazing little scene. Um, and then, of course, you get that scene where all the fire demons come up. The cave starts to collapse. Uh, Robin and Raven both fall. Uh, Robin's able to save Raven. And then we get this great sequence where Raven's like, yeah, I'm still alive. It doesn't matter. You can't defeat Trigon. It's impossible. Like, why are you even trying? There's no hope. And Robin's just like, well, I guess I'll have to have enough hope for the both of us. While this is happening, Slade, of course, getting his own flesh and blood back. And we get this awesome sequence uh, where <laughs> Slade is throwing down with the guardian of this massive chamber and it's so well done so exhilarating so badass I love the look of this guardian dude he's literally just like a giant tin suit demon man who's wielding a goddamn fire axe he's wielding a fire axe you can't get much cooler than a freaking fire axe. It's awesome. It's so awesome. I love this. Uh, you get this really cool fight sequence. Occasionally, uh, the Guardian dude... I just knocked off my glasses. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Glad there isn't a video component to this show. Glad this is an audio-only podcast. <laughs> Uh, but the Guardian's, like, knocking off pieces of Slade's armor, and you can see, like, little skeleton bits creeping out. It's so good. And then eventually Slade defeats this Guardian dude by just putting a bomb on the door and blowing him and the door to smithereens. Uh, he gets his flesh and blood black. Black? What? He gets his flesh and blood back. He is whole again. Slade is now... Fully resurrected. And of course he takes the fire axe and leaves. Of course Slade's going for the fire axe. Why wouldn't he go for the fire axe? Oh my god. The only thing cooler than some random creature with a fire axe is Slade with a fire axe. That is so cool. This comes back later and it's the best. Uh, and of course we have the doppelganger fight. Still going on. Starfire versus Evil Starfire. Cyborg versus Evil Cyborg. Beast Boy versus Evil Beast Boy. And this continues to be very creative, very well done, very brilliantly crafted. Uh, in the process of this, unfortunately, uh, Starfire, Evil Starfire, goes to tell Trigon, Hey, they're trying to distract you. And then Trigon reveals, He already knew. He already knew 
that Robin was launching this rescue mission. He already knew that this whole thing was a distraction. And he didn't care. There may be some remnant of Raven left, but it poses no threat. I'm too powerful. The one bit of hope Trigon just crushed. And then this doppelganger fight, it's resolved in such a perfect way. Where they realize, well, we can't defeat ourselves, but we can defeat each other. So you get Starfire versus Evil Cyborg, uh, Beast Boy versus Evil Starfire, and my personal favorite, Cyborg versus Evil Beast Boy. Where Cyborg just goes up to Beast Boy and is like, like cracking his knuckles, like, eh, bring it. And just like taunting him the way he would taunt normal Beast Boy. Uh, and the three of them are able to defeat each other. Now the stalemate has been broken. And the doppelgangers have been defeated. Trigon in anger unleashes a whole swarm of fire demons. We get this epic chase sequence that's resolved when uh, all the titans fall out of the sky. And then Robin and Raven show up. All the titans are reunited. Unfortunately, Raven doesn't have her powers. So there's that. Or at least she thinks she doesn't. And then the titans gear up for a final attack. No Raven. No ring of Azar. That's destroyed. One last assault. Him or us. All or nothing. Robin gives Raven a little pep talk of, hey, look, I know when the time comes, you'll know what to do. You may think there's no hope. You may think you're powerless and nothing and whatever. Uh, That's not true. Keep hope. And by the way, before all this, Trigon literally rips a hole in the sky and says, hey, fire demons, conquer the entire universe now. Like, literally... We've already gotten the end of the world. How could we possibly raise the stakes in part three? Uh, yeah, now fire demons are going to control the entire universe if the Titans fail. So, there's that. We're up in the ante in part three by quite a bit. And so we get this fantastic fight between the Titans and Slade. Uh, or not between the Titans and Slade. Uh, between the Titans, Slade, and Trigon. Uh, Trigon captures the Titans in this little ball. Slade saves them. Slade's now fighting alongside the Titans. Uh, and we get this epic throwdown. All the Titans and Slade just going and going and going and going. Launching hit after hit after hit after hit after hit after hit after hit on Trigon. And Raven is looking on in total shock. They're hurting him. They're actually hurting him. Raven in this moment realizes, wait a minute. Maybe this line I've been fed of Trigon is all-powerful is wrong. 
maybe this line I've been fed of Trigon is inevitable. Trigon can't be defeated. Trigon is... is a constant and can't be stopped. Maybe all that was wrong. Maybe he can be defeated. And then when the when, when Trigon incapacitates all the Titans, Trigon turns his attention to Raven. Is about to launch a killing blow when suddenly Raven instinctively defends herself using her powers which she still has. Despite Trigon no longer having a use for them. Despite her powers having come from Trigon and Trigon no longer needing them, the powers still there, at least a small little bit of it. She is able to transform herself into the raven we know and love. Into grown-up, normal raven. Flowing white cloak, big, long hair, badass, all-powerful raven. And just starts eviscerating Trigon. Giving this incredible, incredible monologue. You may have created me, but you are not my father. Fathers are kind. Fathers protect you. Fathers raise you. I was protected by the monks of Azeroth. And was raised by my friends. In this moment, Raven is flat out telling her father, You are nothing to me. You are zip. You have no meaning in my life. You have no power over me. You are just some dude who participated in my creation. And I don't give a shit about you beyond that. Because you are a terrible dude. Which, by the way, speaking as someone who grew up with an abusive father, like, this is... Hugely powerful message. Like, ridiculously powerful. Like, because remember, this is a kid's superhero cartoon. And for a show like that to say, hey, just because someone created you doesn't mean they're your father. Like, if they're neglectful or abusive or not doing what they should be doing... then they're not your your father. They're just some just some douchebag who created you. That's it. That's that that's all. Like that's such a powerful message. It's so good. And it's such an empowering moment for Raven, who throughout this entire season has lived in fear of her father. Now she is rising above him, severing ties, and proving herself way more powerful than he ever was. And by the way, I love this one shot. It's so subtle. But basically all the Titans join hands with Raven 
and, like, give Raven back the powers that she gifted to them. It's a very subtle blink-and-you'll-miss-it moment. But it's literally like, okay, uh, Raven's doing well with the little power she has. Uh, let's get her back in the last little bit. Let's top her off. And then, after that, that's when she goes full Azrath Metrion Synthos and delivers the killing blow. Destroying Trigon. Restoring the Earth to its natural state. Saving everything. It's so good. I love this moment also where Raven just like completely drops her normal, gloomy, who cares stick. Is all smiling and giving Robin a hug. And Beast Boy calls her out on it like, wait a minute. White robe, smile, hugs, are you, you? And Raven's like, blue's still my favorite color. And don't get used to the smile. You're still not funny. And then Beast Boy in this moment is just like, Raven! And hugs her. <laughs> and <laughs> and she goes back to her normal blast self. Like, Quit it! <laughs> and then we get this wonderful little ending. The Titans are celebrating with French toast and tofu bacon and weird Tamaranian jokes. Uh, Raven talks to Robin about how, like, hey, Slade got away. And Robin's like, yeah, if he comes back, we'll be ready for him. And we get this wonderful, wonderful moment where Raven asks Robin, how could you have had hope? Like, how do you do it? How do you carry that much hope when everything seems so hopeless? And Robin finally reveals why. It's because of her. It's because of Raven. Even though she doesn't realize it, she is the most hopeful person Robin has ever met. Since the day she was born, everyone told her that she was evil, that she was going to destroy the world, that she was destined to lay waste to everything. And yet she still hoped for more. She still wished to be good. She still wished to balance out, wished to make up for that. And hell, for a brief moment, she even thought she could stop it, even though she knew this was coming. Her whole existence is hopeful. The very fact that she became a titan in the first place is hopeful. For all her talk of inevitability, of doom and gloom, of you can't stop this. Her entire existence has been one of sheer hope against hope. It was one of, please let my destiny be wrong. And at the end of the day, it was. At the end of the day, her destiny didn't come to pass, at least not in the way that anyone thought it would. Yes, she opened the portal, and yes, she brought Trigon here, but then she killed him. That is, at least until Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans came out, and they completely erased this incredible, incredible arc for a crappy, oh, the Teen Titans Go went into some wacky shenanigans, and now original Trigon is back, and this terrifying, menacing villain is going to demand soda. 
I have so much anger over Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. That that film is awful. It's an insult. It's just a backhanded slap to anyone who ever gave a shit about Teen Titans. And to anyone who has any respect for this arc in particular. Holy crap. <laughs> mad. I'm very, very mad about that. But anyway. Uh, that's where it ends. We're done. And oh boy, what a season this has been. What a season this has been. It is my favorite season of Teen Titans. Full stop. If for no other reason than this arc exists. It's incredible. It's magnificent. It's just straight up perfection. It's everything I love about Teen Titans. These 13 episodes. Damn near perfection. It's magnificent. It's an incredible, compelling season with tons of fun goofy fillers to balance it out it's just it's everything that teen titans is it's everything that teen titans is best at and i love everything about it now we do have one more season left although i'm gonna be honest i I, honestly if it had to end I mean, obviously, I would have liked it to go beyond the number of seasons that it did, because this did flat out get canceled after season five. If it had to end, if it had to get axed, I would have preferred that happened after season four. Because, honestly, it would have felt more complete. Honestly, it would have felt like a real ending. Because season five happened, raised a bunch of questions, set up a bunch of stuff that would have happened down the line in, like, season six, seven, eight, beyond... Then they got canceled, and so it's way more open-ended. Like, this would have worked better as a series finale. Like, if if it had to end, this would have been a better ending than what we get in Season 5. Not only because it's more open-ended, but also because, I'll be honest, Season 5 is my least favorite season. We'll get into why... In the next couple weeks. And don't get me wrong. I still really, really like season 5. It's still very good. But it just has some issues here and there. With just like. It's nowhere near as flawless. It's nowhere near as consistent. Like there's some choices they make. Where it's just like. Eh. Why? That. Doesn't really work as well as it should, eh, whatever, uh, but like I said, still really, really good, and we will talk about why it is really, really good, as well as why it's my, my least favorite season over the next few weeks, but for now, let us leave with the knowledge that season four is incredible and the absolute best Teen Titans has to offer. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 1. Talk to you then.